Though this podcast is hosted by two mental health professionals, We Can't Adult contains our guests and our own personal, potentially biased opinions. We do not claim to be providing therapeutic advice, but rather ideas that you should research yourself further or discuss with a therapist. We are discussing these topics independently from the opinions and beliefs of our employers. Let's talk about, let's talk about why we're here. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Why are we here, China? (laughs) I have this beautiful friend who at one point had an idea um, for a podcast to discuss what it's like to be an adult and all of those things that make being an adult difficult. Um, And we all kind of know what those things are. I am (laughs) one person who on occasion will say, I need an adult. Um, And then I'm just frequently reminded that I am the adult, Um, which is, it's increasingly frustrating, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And you're a nerd. Uh, We did have that conversation, gosh, back in February. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, but I think, yeah, even though I am... 31. I think I'm finally starting to get to that point where I'm starting to feel like something close to an adult, but even then I am failing at it. Um, a lot. I feel like quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? Which not to interrupt, but I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was doing research for this first thing, I definitely, I think we're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. Which (laughs) Which is is comforting. Yeah, Um, which is part of the reason why I really wanted to do this, because I think um, lots of people will agree and would want to listen to other people's struggles and opinions and whatnot. Oh, yeah. I know that when I listen to podcasts and I this is something that everybody says, but I'll say it anyway. But I know that when other people listen to podcasts, they'll say um, that it feels like you're listening to like friends in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely like on some of my favorite podcasts when they talk about things that are going on in their lives that I can be like, Ooh, me too. Um, (laughs) it it does. It feels, it feels normalizing and, and it makes you feel less alone, I think. So I think that if we could do that, um, that'll be, that'll be good. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be educational. At some point, we might even put in some real research because we're both nerds. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, that was part of what I wanted because I want a chance to get back into getting really nerdy into research again. (laughs) I'm not a research person, but I am. I do like reading. I do like reading things as long as they're not number heavy. I've I've always been that person who's kind of don't tell anybody, um, but I've always kind of (laughs) skipped the uh, the. (laughs) results section and just gone right to discussion china you're not in school anymore (laughs) they'll take away my degree they will 
Um, yeah, I don't think we've actually introduced ourselves though yet. No? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Katie. I, uh, I'm actually a practicing therapist um, that is a coworker of China and friends. So, uh, yeah. And I've been doing this for a decent amount of time, doing therapizing like stuff. <laughs> I love the face. Um, <laughs> therapizing, yeah. I like it. Yeah, but even though, you know, I've been relatively successful in my life, you know, I've went to school for six years, college, and now have been in a career that I love, I think I still have lots of things that hold me back. You know, I still, my brain chemistry sucks because I, every day I have issues with my depression, my anxiety. Um, I grew up with a decent amount of trauma. Um, so lots of things. And it still comes up, even though that happens, you know, 20, 25 years ago at this point, it's still, it's still a thing and it still gets in the way. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. And I mean, I think that I'm sure that we'll touch on that as we as we go on as as two people who have a lot of experience in early childhood mental health. Um, <laughs> our our wizard brains know that early childhood <laughs> sounded adversities, like you said wizard brain. I did say wizard brain. Our our, 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 our wizard brain, our wise owls, um, know okay. that know that early adversity affects us. Um, but then I think that when we get into the thick of it ourselves, we are really hard on ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that we'll talk about that more. Um, yes. But I am China. I usually hear the lizard brain as part of a conversation you about our brains. So. You haven't heard wizard and lizard. I haven't. We'll have I, to talk about that. At I some have point. started using wise owl more, um, but but sometimes sometimes I say wizard. Um, I love it. <laughs> or, Sounds so magical. Or prefrontal cortex. You know, uh, push just up that my little, glasses. Yeah, that little word. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm China, like the country, um, but spelled differently, uh, and I am also one of those one of those who therapize. Um, I'm a little bit newer to it, um, but I have been in mental health for six, six plus years. Um, I've worked with adults, children. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I've known that I wanted to be in mental health since I was 11. Um, I was diagnosed with cancer at a young age and I saw these wonderful women um, on the children's ward, <clears throat> excuse me, on the children's ward who would go around to children's rooms and just make them laugh. Um, at, at the time, that's what I saw them doing, but now I know they were doing so much more. Um, <laughs> and I knew then that that's what I wanted to do. Uh, so it's grown and evolved over time. Um, but I am absolutely doing what I've always wanted to do and it's my passion and I'll be here for the rest of my life. Um, so yeah, therapists don't damned. really get to retire. Yeah. <laughs> um, but similar to Katie, I, and everybody in the world, um, I have tricky little mental health 
issues that sometimes get in the way of me being the um, boss professional that I think I want to be. Um, I have a I have a history of post-traumatic stress disorder, um, obsessive compulsive disorder, and generalized anxiety, which is a fun mix. <laughs> it does get fun. Um, and so, yeah, that makes the day-to-day things hard sometimes um, when your brain when your brain isn't always on your side. Um, so we can we'll we'll talk more about that in future episodes. Yeah, um, but that's where I'm coming from. Unfortunately, future episodes mean dropping hopefully monthly, um, yeah. just because we do both have day jobs that we love dearly. Um, and sometimes side jobs. <laughs> Just for fun, honestly. Yeah, yeah, honest, yeah. China, you have a real problem with saying no to things that sound interesting. I absolutely do. Um, and I never have enough spoons, so. <laughs> and if you're not familiar with spoon theory, look it up. It's fantastic. Um, it's really meant for um, more physical-related disabilities, but I have found that it also applies quite a bit to mental health, too. Cause, mm-hmm. um, but the basic idea is that when you have um, any sort of physical or mental or mental health sort of disability, it can make it so hard to do even the littlest of things every day. Mm-hmm. So... And some days you wake up and you have a lot of energy and you can get everything done. And other days you have like three spoons to spend on 50 activities you have to do. Yeah. I think that creeps up on me personally, um, Mm -hmm. just because I will have that anxious energy, which I I think my theory is that anxious energy is, is kind of like pseudo energy. It's not (laughs) energy that you actually have. Yeah. Um, so then I'll I'll be like going 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 and then I'll just drop. Yeah. Yeah, and we have a coworker that you know maybe if she ever wants to come join us, she talks about that because she has uh, ADHD and mm-hmm. she, she's just going, but then has to just like take a nap or when she sleeps she's out. You know, and it's amazing. Yeah. Because it's is energy that isn't really even there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also I think too, without going too much into it, the energy that you use just to, just to manage your, your thoughts, like that's, yeah. that's energy that you have to use. So I know that when I'm overtired or when I'm out of spoons, um, that's when my obsessive compulsive thoughts start taking yeah. over again, because I use so much energy just to control my brain. Absolutely. I'm I'm very grateful for my um, (laughs) store-bought, whatever it is, my store-bought serotonin and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, because that gives me some extra spoons, because I'm not fighting those thoughts as much every day. Um, Oh, yeah. We should have a whole episode on on Psycho Farm because that was a, I'm sure you remember, that was a real hurdle for me, overcoming my personal feelings about psychopharmacology Um, absolutely and i haven't really talked to you much about mine but i (laughs) yes took me quite a bit quite a bit of time to be okay with it yeah um 
So that well, was a fun journey. Yeah, and that's a lot of society too, because there's a lot of there's a lot of discourse about what what's effective for managing mental health, and and a lot of the societal views are like just yoga it out, bro. Um, <laughs> Which yoga's great. It is. But what if you don't have the energy to start the yoga? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, it's not quite as black and white, we've learned. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think part of our discussion about what this podcast is going to be, um, we sort of came up with the idea of having, like, an overarching theme for the whole year mm-hmm. that we get to break down into tiny little bits. And have guests, can... hopefully, and like guests. you said. I'm excited. Because I'm sure it won't be fun to just listen to us. No. No, we got lots of cool people that we like, that we want to talk to. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But I know one of the ones, so I was kind of hoping today we could pin down what it was that overarching theme was going to be. I'm still a big fan of rejection and the fear of rejection. Oh, big fan. (laughs) Big fan of rejection. (laughs) Because I have some really cool ideas because maybe cool is not the right right thing. but Interesting. interesting yes engaging because there's a lot of things that come out of that fear of rejection like so many people live their entire lives just not doing the things that they really want to in life because Mm -hmm. they're being afraid of being torn down and Mm -hmm. you know and then if we want to get a little bit political there's the whole um rejection when it comes to like being friend zoned and Mm, mm -hmm. so yeah so I think there you're right there is a lot to go on that because I was thinking about it purely because as I I mean as a child who's who's been adopted um I I have my own special brand of rejection um issues but then to (laughs) think about it from the from the lens of like um toxic masculinity mm-hmm. um so that's an entirely different lens. right i like that i don't like toxic masculinity right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah uh, i think it's important to note that we definitely laugh at ourselves quite a bit um it doesn't mean that we're laughing at the situation um i think we make inappropriate jokes sometimes to sort of dis- diffuse our own um Tension. I have <laughs> always used humor as a defense mechanism. Yes. And that's not going away anytime soon. Absolutely. But I think that's a good disclaimer of we're not... It is. We're not doing it as a way to make fun of people in any way. No. Um, so. Very serious topic, but I think it can be handled with a little bit of humor. Yes. Yeah. Because if you can't laugh at yourself in your own situations, then... I think it just makes you sadder. Valid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I like I like rejection. Um, again, not exactly what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> I, know I like what you it. Mean. I like it in the way that a, te- a detective likes a murder suspect. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm into it. Let's let's do that. Let's spend a year talking about rejection. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, when you say it like that, it sounds very depressing. <laughs> <laughs> we will it make be. it fun. We will make it fun. Absolutely. 
And then I think we listen to a lot of other podcasts and get a lot of inspiration from them. So I think that's part of the idea of having a topic as well as I would love for us to sort of start with something that we maybe think we failed at this week mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then end with sort of a, a positive note. Yeah. One of those happy, you know, inspirational bullshit quotes. Um, <laughs> maybe not like that, but <laughs> yeah, I do remember you saying that, that, um, that that's how you want to format that. And I like that. I like, um, I like the idea of normalizing failure, <laughs> quote yeah. unquote, I'm doing air quotes that nobody can see, um, normalizing failure. Um, yeah. Because also, you know, it's stuff that we ruminate on anyway, but oh, yeah. It's, it's also those things, and I try to remind myself of this, it's also those things that if, if a friend were to come to you and say, man, I, I messed this up this week, um, mm-hmm. you, would, you would talk them down. Like, you wouldn't be like, yeah, what an idiot. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's good to, to recognize, to speak it out loud so that you're not just in your head. Um, yeah. As, as we say to our clients, be nice. Because you have a, yeah, we, you know, you wouldn't want your friend talking about themselves like that. And you wouldn't talk to your friend like that. So. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. So China, be nice to my friend. Yeah. (laughs) You be nice to my friend. I'll do my best. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I am more than happy to kick off the, uh, the, um, not adulting. Yeah, you go for it. I've got to think on that a little bit. (laughs) For the week. Um, I think a great example is I've been house hunting. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds adulty. It does sound adulty until you realize you can't afford shit. Oh. Like, I think it just is like a kick in the shin whenever I, you know, I keep looking and actually going to see some of these houses and like just finding something that has good bones mm-hmm. that we can afford has just been like pulling teeth. And part of it is because of the housing market right now. Everybody's trying to si- buy and sell everything um, because with COVID um, all of the interest rates and money stuff. Yeah. Are is really low. <laughs> <laughs> all that stuff that I definitely know about. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's that's why we're gonna have somebody who's good with money, eventually. <laughs> I know a guy. You know a guy, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it just it makes me feel so inadequate. Like my partner and I, we, you know, we both have master's degrees. We both have jobs that we've been able to have be consistent with, unlike many other people who've been furloughed or furloughed during the pandemic and that hasn't been us. We have very consistent jobs and, you know, he's a teacher and I'm a clinician and you would think with those jobs, we could maybe afford something, but it's just Mm -hmm. not the case. So it's been hard not to be angry with myself about that. It's discouraging. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I think in one of the articles I read, it talked about that, like one of the things that make people feel like they're adults and like they're succeeding and being good enough is the ability to buy a house, you know? And even though I know intellectually 
a large proportion of people my age, you know, can't. They just straight up can't afford that stuff. Um, I know that, but it still makes me feel like crap. <laughs> I mean, I think, though, I think that that's just we're purely measuring our success against the quote-unquote success of our predecessors because, you know, the people, our parents, maybe, um, were able to buy a house. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how my parents did it, but I think that also speaks to the change in in climate and society. My parents were poor as shit, and they owned a house, so I'm like, I've got more education, I make more money, and here I am in a one-bedroom apartment. Um, So... I think, I think that like, I see where you're coming from, but I also like, I can't, I can't help but to, to get a little bit angry about, about how things have changed and comparing ourselves to people who lived under vastly different circumstances. Yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. So that's been my, the past month pretty much has been me just being, (laughs) just having moments where there was literally what was it I was fighting with my partner (laughs) over my vacation a week or so ago and I just went for a walk where I just sobbed for like an hour (laughs) about it because Mm. housing it's so stressful and then us just not having the money for it so yeah yeah and it was like at 2 a.m which is the most irresponsible thing to do (laughs) oof (laughs) And you live near a Walmart, too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, the most dangerous of places. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I... I know that I had I had many of failures. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't have anything, you know, quite as adulty as yours. Um, the thing that comes to mind is I, I continue to have, and it's kind of on the theme of rejection, um, because that really is a running theme in my anxiety. Um, and I, I did have a, a little bit of an episode yesterday um, where I was playing video games because <laughs> I'm an adult. And, um, and it just wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. And I was getting frustrated. And then my brain flipped on that, that, um, script of you're being annoying because you're getting frustrated. And Mm. so I, I set the controller down and I went into the bedroom because I, I went into the mode of, I need to separate myself. I don't want to be annoying. I'm just going to stay out of the way. Um, and I stayed in there for a while. Of course, my partner had no idea what was going on. So eventually right. he came in and he was like, are you, are you going to bed? <laughs> and I started crying. And again, he doesn't know what's going on. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm annoying. Um, <laughs> so that was my blip. Um, but, you know, they're shorter. I think they're, they're shorter and further between. I also might have been PMSing. Yeah. Um, but I, those things do happen a lot, and, and it's, not, it, it's not a point of pride for me. I, I, I certainly feel a lot of shame about being almost 30 years old um, and still having, like, kind of like tantrums almost. Um, but I do, I think that those, 
those thoughts are the ones that quickly trigger my my lizard brain um Mm -hmm. my go into my amygdala um and that's my response is to run um and I, at least I'm in a place now where I'm secure enough that running for me is going to the bedroom. Right. Um, it's definitely, I've definitely been, you know, in a I, less secure place where it's out the door. <laughs> yes. I remember a few of those times. Yeah. Um, where you called me or texted me from a town over. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so. I think that's growth I I want to recognize progress where progress is um and I mean that's something that you know uh just for a variety of reasons my brain goes to that place still um and I work on it and I'll continue to work on it and yeah yeah this uh pandemic doesn't help though no (laughs) no and that's I mean that's something that I've been talking to my partner about a lot I mean even in in interactions with close friends of mine I I've been telling him that this is not a this is not a distance makes the heart grow fonder situation um, Mm -hmm. because irregular communication is is really messing with my ability to do reality checks Mm, Um, yeah that makes sense and and to be able to remind myself of the reality of the situation where I can normally go like, hey, we might not be communicating well right now, but I know that when I see this person, we get along great and, right. and we love each other. Um, and I don't have that ability. Um, no. So that's definitely been taxing. Yeah. Yeah, because... For the most part, like you and I have been communicating 90% over Messenger, mm-hmm. <laughs> which has caused a few issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, because I can't just run into you at the office and you confront me with like, hey, are you mad at me? You haven't responded in like three days. Yeah. When my response to things is shut it down. I'm not talking to anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, period. There's a few days where I just will not say much of anything to anybody um so yeah but you can't you can't check in on me like that so you just and then your brain assumes the worst absolutely (laughs) so Um, so match made in heaven I know we've always do you remember when we first when we first came up with our superheroes because we're we're so opposites I don't remember remind me of those gosh did we ever come up with superhero names I do, I do remember that your, your superhero trait was, like, slow and steady, for sure. Okay. And mine was more, like, Energizer Bunny. Yeah. Um, but we both have our, we both have our super skills, though. I mean, depression, depression's not a walk in the park, anxiety's not a walk in the park, but they definitely give us, um skills that other people don't have it's true and sometimes it's hard to see that because I can I know that in a lot of ways I have a lot of patience and ability to look inward Mm -hmm. and take the time to look inward to be like okay what is this really about yep but I definitely need people around me to sort of snap me out of that mode because I will get to the point where it becomes an unending spiral Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so <laughs> it's warm in here 
Okay. <laughs> As I'm watching you fan yourself, not that anybody else can see what I'm seeing. I know. I don't normally mind heat. I actually really enjoy being warm, but it's when I get sticky that it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So before we started talking, I actually was reading this little article from Business Insider about, um, I know. Sorry. <laughs> This was my light version of research that I was trying to do um, because none of this has like been peer reviewed or anything, but it's still interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, businessinsider.com mentions, oh gosh, this is over a year old, but that's okay. I think it's still relevant. I think the rule of thumb is within three years. Yeah, sure. About the 19 things that secretly make you more of an adult than you think you are. Oh yeah. So, yeah, what's the actual, it's 19 signs you're a functioning adult, even if it doesn't feel like it. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so I was reading some of them, and some of them made me laugh, because I was like, Psh, no. <laughs> 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 but I figured I'd read them to you, because some of them are rather interesting. And um, I can so the first one is, huh? Go ahead. I can check them off as you go, see if Perfect. I'm actually a functioning adult. Fantastic. So the first one is you're able to accept feedback gracefully. Hmm. <laughs> Are we talking internally or out or, um, or outwardly? <laughs> it's it says that if you're able to res resist the urge to say no or so I think it's externally. <laughs> okay, so I think I got that. Yeah. Yeah, because it says if you've managed to curb the impulse, um, I'm basically summarizing, but curb the impulse of getting angry or frustrated or passive aggressive about some sort of, you know, constructive feedback somebody's giving you, then you're more adult than some people. Mm -hmm. So, which, yeah, definitely internally, I will be rolling that around in my head for weeks, but. <laughs> yeah, I might go home and cry. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But, you know, face to face, I will definitely take it in and thank the person for their feedback and do my very best to do better yeah. on it. And so. that's funny because that's actually something and I won't I won't do this for every all 19 of these um, mm -hmm. or maybe I will. Um, we'll but it's funny because that's actually one of the traits that I personally find irritating in in people is when they're when they are unable to accept feedback i know that we yeah. have we have some of those people in our lives um yep. who when you give them feedback they just argue it and it's like just listen yeah like it's not meant to tear you down it's meant to make you better yeah you know <laughs> we want to give you positive constructive feedback to make it so that you can do what you already do but even better yeah have more tools in your toolbox yeah and I think part of that is also being really good at giving constructive feedback. Exactly. Which is something that I know that in our fields, we've been taught how to do just because we try our very best to be firm, but delicate with like clients. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the feedback sandwich is great. Yeah. Um, you know, something good, something that they can work on and something good again. Yeah. All right. So number two is you can apologize sincerely. Mm -hmm. which yes. Yeah. Um, and it has here like a list of things that make it so that it feels like a really successful apology to the other person. 
So the first one is you act quickly, you apologize, explain what happened, um, show how you're going to avoid the problem in the future, mm-hmm. apologize again, and make restitution. I like that. I like that explanation. I do too, because it's not like we work with young kids and everybody says, well, go say sorry to them. Well, it never feels genuine. Right. <laughs> so I think in order for it to be genuine is to be real and say, you know what, I see, you know, this was what I was feeling and this is what I'm going to do to try and make it better and then truly work on that thing to make it better. Action. Yeah. Yeah. I think action is a big part of that. Yeah. So they have a great example of in here of, you know, what happens if you're late for an appointment? Goodness knows we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, I'm sorry I was late for the meeting. It must have been frustrating because you spent a lot of time preparing and got um, got up early. I did a poor job accounting for traffic. Mm-hmm. Not that we're really going anywhere right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be an insincere apology right now. <laughs> it would be. But like right now, every, a lot of people, not everybody, a lot of people are home with kids, roommates, mm-hmm. partners you know, and easily get caught up in that stuff Uh right now if you're still working from home. Um, But anyways, I did a poor job accounting for traffic and didn't give myself enough of a buffer. Um, That is my bad, and I'm going to give myself an extra 10 minutes instead of five moving forward. Uh So a very, you know, reasonable goal for somebody. Yeah. You know, and seems very sincere to me. I've definitely said almost that exact thing before. Right. And I like the fact that it doesn't, because a lot of times people in my life, not like near where I work, um, let's say more, well, people in the past, let's put it that way. Um, So where they'll apologize, but they're whiny about it and really looking for you to Mm -hmm. tell them it's okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's not a big deal. And that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for them to accept it and make a change. Right. So I feel bad about using the word whiny, but I don't know a better word right now. (laughs) I think that was good. Okay. Thank you. All right. So number three is manage your time wisely. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) But here's a, here's a. So this is, again, me commenting on every single one. Um, yeah. But I do think that that's a cultural, I, that's a cultural thing. Um, mm-hmm. Not all cultures view time the way that um, Americans do. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that managing time wisely, uh, I'm assuming that I know what they mean when they say managing time wisely. I think that saying that is, is not taking into account um, that different cultures might manage their time differently. Yeah. And I think a lot of what it says here makes sense because one of it is having good boundaries of, you know, we're only supposed to work, you know, 40 hours a week, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, We as the royal we, but a lot of times people who work salary or have second jobs, they're working 60, 70 hours a week, if not more. Mm. But that actually makes you less productive. Mm-hmm. over time and I don't have the citations about where this research is coming from but from my own personal experience when I do overtime because I'm catching up on stuff I'm tapped for the next week mm-hmm. yeah. um so um and then also like there's 
I have to look up the actual studies, but like it's actually physically impossible to do multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what it actually does is your brain quickly flipping back and forth between two things. Your brain's not actually focusing on two things at once. So again, time management, focusing on one thing at a time. Right. Will actually make you more likely to do stuff quickly and right the first time. Mm-hmm. So that's another component of time management and being able to prioritize. So some of this I'm okay with. Like, I really do try my best to stick to within my 40 hours of work a week. I do. I definitely do, especially since I started doing more work on um, provider burnout and compassion fatigue. Yeah. Like, not not even just to walk the walk, um, but also just because I, I believe in what I'm... I believe in what I'm teaching. Yeah. It's, it's good for you. I think the uh, trying to do like five things at once, I'm still pretty bad at that. Because <laughs> um, I will definitely try and eat lunch while answering emails, while trying to, you know, message a friend on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll do that I, sometimes, yeah. but... And then my lunch ends up getting cold because mm-hmm. I didn't actually spend time eating it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's definitely one I have to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is uh, being able to say no respectfully. Wah, wah. So, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> um, I think some days I'm a little too good at saying no. I don't know if it's respectfully, but... Um, <laughs> You know, I, I certainly try, so. I don't know. I think that, I think that for me, it's a fear of if I say no this time, they won't ask me Yeah. in the future. So I've got to accept every opportunity that comes my way, um, mm-hmm. which is a big, big problem. It's hard because sometimes the opportunity doesn't come back around just because of, let's say, funding or, yeah. you know, whatever the issue might be when it comes to actual work. Yeah. But. The problem is, is that if you don't put up those good boundaries and are able to say no, then you're not putting all your energy into the other fun things that you like doing. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely say no a little too often because new things are scary and I can never predict how many, how much energy I'll have to do some of those things in the future. Yeah, so, that's fair. So sometimes I just say no being like well it sounds like it'll take too much so I have started asking <laughs> I have started asking <laughs> how much of a time commitment is this going to be um good before that's I... wonderful yeah <laughs> yes you should because like part of the we wanted to start this a couple weeks ago and you're just a busy bee so. yeah I am too sometimes but busy with me needing to recoup all right, so the next one I don't think either of us have an issue with, and that's being able to empathize with others. Nailed it. Yeah, it's kind of our job. If we're not sometimes, good at it, we like, need to. Sometimes too much, though, I think. Oh, yeah. I definitely, like, my job hurts me sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But then I've had those conversations. Like, I had one of my friends from DCF one time made a comment to me. Um, she was like, <laughs> she was like, um, you'll get better at, at putting those walls up and I was like I don't mm-hmm. want to though yeah so 
DCF is our state's version of Child Protective Services. Right. Um, Department of Family. Um, yes. Because Department not every state families. calls it that. Right. When I first came to our state, I had no idea what anybody was talking about. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, and I read a cool article about that at the very beginning of the pandemic of like, you know, somebody in a very similar situation to myself where their partner was um, not a teacher, but um, a nurse or a similar profession while they, while the person writing it was a therapist mm -hmm. and talking about how, like, even though they, the therapist wasn't necessarily on the front lines, they were feeling even more wiped out day after day, you know, mm -hmm. according to sort of them comparing and contrasting with their partner. And she had talked about, I assume it's a she, I shouldn't. They had um, talked about, part of that was because they couldn't turn off their emotions during the day. Right. Um, whereas, you know, the helping professionals, the nurses, the doctors, they kind of had to, mm -hmm. you know, and had the ability to do that because, um, even though, yes, you know, that client-provider relationship can be really important to healing, it's even more important that we feel those feelings with clients as therapists, right. which can do all sorts of crazy things to us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, anyways, that was a long tangent, but I'm not even sure if it was related. I think it was, and I'm the one who matters. <laughs> you matter so much, China. I love you. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah. So, all right. So the next one is being able to make friends in any environment. I, you know what? I've been denying this my whole life. Mm -hmm. I think as, as one of those, I, I think because it's like not cool to toot your own horn and seem like a cool person. <laughs> but I, I, I do, I do collect people. <laughs> um, wherever I go. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of me working on myself was rediscovering that part of myself. Because when I was a kid, my family would always say, oh, Katie, you can make friends no matter where you are. Aww. You know, and that was just a thing. But then, you know, puberty hit and life happened and trauma happened. And I lost that part of myself for a long time. So I'm working on getting it back. And I think I did, I'm somewhat successful. I know that I've only known you for like five years, but I, I felt that from you when I met you, you do have an energy of like, this, this is a person that I want to be around. Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of that work I did before I came to our current job. So very thankful for that. Great job. Well, thank you. Good job I try to, to be too. less friendly because I don't <laughs> want people to talk to me, but then it happens anyway. So does it's hard. You're a hard person to miss. I know. <laughs> so that's part of it. <laughs> uh, all right. The next one is stick to a budget. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better than I used to be. So I think that's growth. I'm, I'm almost an adult, maybe. Almost. This last line definitely uh, makes me laugh. 
of it's wise to set aside an emergency fund with several months worth of expenses in case an unexpected occurs. Yo, Who? I listen, <laughs> I just finished my $10,000 emergency fund. No way. Yeah. That's amazing. I hope nobody listening to this tries to steal my identity now, but yeah. um, I'll, I'll let you know anybody who's thinking about stealing my identity, you get $10,000, but you also get $120,000 in student <laughs> loan debt. Joke's on you. Yeah. Yep. Is that how identity theft works? <laughs> uh, I don't think so, but <laughs> that's fantastic. I definitely do not have that. Um, yeah, it feels good. I'm sure. And now I'm working on like a car fund for when my car finally goes and I have a vacation fund. Wow. Yeah. I'm stoked on that. All right. I got this one. You do. That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm still working on it. I I have this nice little book that I barely pull out that says girls just got to have funds. That's Um, adorable. (laughs) I try my best to use it. It's really hard. I used to be fantastic at budgeting, like back in college, but that's because like I had a part-time job that had to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. So I had to pinch pennies where I still should be pinching pennies, but I'm not as much. Yeah, I could do better. I've definitely been online shopping more than I should be during this time, which is weird because there's no, like, it doesn't make sense to online shop more just because I'm home more. I, you'd think I would online shop less because I'm not going anywhere. What, what am I going to wear that dress to? Yeah. Well, we can't go window shopping, so I think that's part of it. That's probably part of it. Yeah. Well, this next one, I definitely do well. And again, a little too well. Uh, you spend time alone. Mm. <laughs> that's just a no for China. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do. It's weird too, because I do think, I do think that I am an introvert because I get my energy from resting and being alone and doing Mm -hmm. alone things. Um, but I think my anxiety is just, my anxiety fights it too much. So I'm just like chronically fatigued, but hanging out with my friends. Yeah. No, during the stay at home order, like especially the beginning of it, I, and all through it, I was going stir crazy because there's a total of three people in my apartment, including myself. Mm. And like, I was, I couldn't, I was so used to being able to have at least a half a day to myself. And like the only way I could get it when everybody was home was living in my bedroom, which is also where I was working out of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, so bad. <laughs> I'm the person who, like, I'll spend all day at work with people. That's what therapy is. Um, yeah. And then on my drive home, when I used to drive home, um, I would call my mom, talk to her <laughs> the whole drive home, and then I would come home, check in with my partner. <laughs> yeah. No. It's a great idea. I definitely should call my mom on the drive home. I rarely do it because I need to recharge. hmm So. All right. So the next one is negotiate your salary. No. <laughs> I would if I could. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's really no room to negotiate you, anything. You take what you get in the work yeah. we do. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm also not good at this one. Cook your basic meals. Mm, no, I love cooking. 
I know you're good at it. You also do that really fun thing of like being able to plan for the whole week and having stuff in the, yeah, meal prep. I love, (laughs) I love cooking an overabundance of food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I've definitely tried that, but it's so hard for me to actually take like that hour to cook a large amount of food and store it and it doesn't sound like a lot when you say it out loud but it feels like it mm-hmm. so especially to me no sometimes um, I'll feel like I think that if I'm if I'm done like if I've used all of my spoons then I'll be like dreading meal prepping because I'm like oh I've got to cut the vegetables I've got to cook them I've got to do this and that yeah although on here it's saying that just know how to cook at least five dishes a lot of god yeah <laughs> except you don't have a cheese grater that should be on that list <laughs> having a cheese grater should be an indication <laughs> of being an adult <laughs> <laughs> that was horrifying information for me to find out <laughs> It was eye-opening to realize that every person I know owns one. (laughs) It just never really crossed my mind. Uh, I'm getting one. I will get one. I promise. Maybe I'll get you one for Christmas, because I'm about to buy our friends a can opener. I can't do that anymore. Oh, gosh. That's what I'm going to do. Do it. Get us all household items for Christmas. For my own comfort when I come to visit. Yeah, it's a valid reason. All right. Um, you make small talk. I, I fucking hate it, but I do. Yes. I hate it, but I can do it. I think that's why when we play D&D, I, I do the, like, co- the comedic small talk. Mm-hmm. Because I think that small talk is so so funny and awkward it It really is uh but like my partner's amazing at it you put him Mm -hmm. anywhere and he can start a conversation and everybody loves him instantly he's very charismatic he is (laughs) it's crazy um but just try and absorb some of that or you know stand near him so it makes me look good too Alright, so this one's a little weird, and I was in the middle of reading it earlier, trying to get what it meant by it. So, you display grit. Um, like a cowboy? <laughs> because I've, would, I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> you would make a great cowboy. Thank you. Alright, so in the article it says that you push all the time, you are constantly looking for how to do things how to do them better, but with a holistic approach to your life. Things have places, you have goals. You can always be busy, always find new work because you have developed grit. You love what you do and you can think of new ideas in your sleep. Oh boy. Yeah. I think I found a new word that describes (laughs) me as a person. (laughs) You have grit. And I love that it's called grit. Yeah, makes you sound like a cowboy. You belong in the West. Oh, boy. Wow. That's illuminating. It is. I hmm, I do not have grit. Let's just leave it at that. 
<laughs> I don't know about that, but that can we can talk about that another time. Uh, let's say like maybe twenty five percent of the day I can have some grit. Okay. Um, all right, you ask for help. <laughs> Curious what that big sigh was for. I that I'm not good at. I'm not good at effective at, at effectively asking for help. I think that I do the very childlike thing of mm-hmm. of trying to manipulate people into mm-hmm. <laughs> helping me. <laughs> um, still, unfortunately. Um, but it is something that I'm working on. Um, yeah, I think I'll agree with that because I I feel like I need more help than I probably do. And when I try and get it out of people, it definitely doesn't sound to my ears like I'm doing it in an adult-like way. Mm-hmm. Whatever that might mean. Right. So, you wake up on time. Oh, see, I used to be so good at that. Me too. The pandemic changed everything. Oh, no. Mine left me a long time ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, in college, oh, I drove my roommate crazy, who you know, um, mm-hmm. that I would get up crack of dawn to go shower and have breakfast and get to class 15 minutes early. And then, like, I want to say by, like, grad school, it was gone. Mm. I had a snooze for, like, at least three times. Now it's until the very last minute. Actually, you know when it changed for me, and I'm not, Mm. I'm actually not, like, terribly upset about it because it's kind of a positive. Um, I used to be, I used to be that, like, I would wake up, go for a run, have breakfast, go, go to work. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I entered into my current relationship. Got it. And now I wake up in the morning and I just want to like snuggle. I want to spend as yeah. much time as possible with him. And absolutely, if that means that I roll out of bed and have to go straight to work, then so be it. <laughs> oh, that definitely killed me when the pandemic started and the stay-at-home order started because my partner was didn't have to roll out of bed at the same time I did. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, he's an early riser, so he would be out of the bed before me, which made it easier for me to get up. Mm. <laughs> and none of that's been happening. Yeah. So, oh, it's just been worse. Yep. So much worse. It's going to be a rough transition going back. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm definitely pessimistic about how long schools are going to be open for. So. Oh, me too. Um, but anyways, um, this one's going to be kind of hard for the two of us to gauge because we're both actively in a relationship, but you aren't afraid to meet potential dates. Oh, oh, I was <laughs> when I, during that very small period that I was single, I was like, Mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not doing the Tinder thing. I've got to hope that I'll just stumble upon somebody. Nope, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I've been in this relationship for almost nine years, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I would be. I would like to think good, though. <laughs> no, I know that I would, I would probably die alone. Oh. Um, if somebody didn't just present themselves to me oh. and be like, we're in a relationship now. <laughs> 
Which, I mean, I've got your ex-roommate, so I don't even have to worry about that. That's true. <laughs> Why do you say ex-roommate? He's still my roommate. No, no, no. I mean the other one. Oh, oh, that's true. Yes. I would much rather go for her. Yes, she would love you. Unconditionally. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is you give a solid elevator pitch. So like being able to sell new and exciting ideas within a short amount of time. I do feel like I do that just all the time. Um, and oh, and I was a bomb salesman. Yeah. When I worked in retail. That's that was my shtick. I'm, I'm a very good salesperson. That's awesome. I have had a problem even describing what this podcast is to people. <laughs> my here's my thing though is i think that i'm a charlatan um oh, because okay. i'll just make things up i used to do that when i worked in retail um i i have a very vivid memory of <laughs> of helping somebody pick between two different strollers and i just made up stuff about one of the strollers i was like this one's good for like off-roading like if you like hiking <laughs> um see the big tires and the tread very good um that's fantastic <laughs> i need to bring you to any negotiations i have in the future oh yeah <laughs> definitely all right so the next one is you manage up which has a very interesting description so basically we want our boss to love us which mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure she already does but anyways mm -hmm. but it's important to figure out what will make them look good to their bosses and then mm -hmm. for us to help them achieve that which I think we do because we love our boss. <laughs> I think we do. I think because of that and also because we have a clear picture of what upper management, like we know who her boss is. We know who right. the boss above that is. Um, exactly. I think that if it were a bigger company, that might be more difficult. It's true. Um, knowing what the expectations are. Um, yeah. But she throws stuff out about some of like your whole program is because of a vision she had and you're helping her achieve that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think we got that one in the bag. Yeah. Um, you write clearly. Yeah, we talked about this. We did. We had <laughs> a whole conversation a big, before we started recording. It's a big thing um, for me. It is very important to us to be able to write concisely and clearly. And honestly, I'm more eloquent when I'm writing, I think. Yeah. This one, I know we are both trying quite a bit of. You practice self-compassion. Mm-hmm. We yeah. are certainly trying. <laughs> we are trying. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. You know, but it's good because it'll, in theory, help us have less anxiety and things mm -hmm. and be able to bounce back quicker. So. And be more genuine when we talk to people about practicing yeah. self-compassion. I think that that's important. Absolutely. All right. That was actually 19. <gasps> Holy moly. You know what? Uh, I know that we're coming up on, we're, we're over an hour now, but I want to yeah. just, as, as I was reflecting on that list, it was, mm -hmm. it was a lot more in depth than I expected it to be. I thought that yeah. it was going to be like sillier little things. I feel like mm -hmm. that's hard. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that the majority of people reading that list are going to come away feeling like they're functional adults. I know. <laughs> That's why I that's why I really was enjoying reading it. And again, even though it's 
a year old, it's, I think it's still really valid right now and really important to reflect on. And it also feels, so some of it, some of it was more social interaction stuff, but I I think it did, maybe it's the, just the stuff that stood out to me more, but it did feel more business oriented, um, which I feel like is more of like a Western value. Um, Right. Definitely. I mean, it is business insider. (laughs) (laughs) So. Oh boy. Yep. You're right. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. All right. That's okay. (laughs) For Um, some reason, it seemed really business oriented. (laughs) Um, All right. Yeah. I hope that the microphone didn't just pick up my dog's burp. That was very gross. (laughs) Shutter cut that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think it's a great time to mention that we are big MFM fans. Yeah. So we have our own version of Steven, um, and his yeah. name is Shutter. He is our um, sound engineer. Maybe so. someday you'll hear him. Maybe. Yeah. But I think also in the same vein, I would like for us to think of a witty name like fucking Hooray to end yeah. off on. Oh, but fucking Hooray is so good. It is, but we can't steal it. We can't. <laughs> no. Um, I think we're going to have to think on that a little bit more. Okay. I think it's okay if I think it's okay if for right now it's our untitled celebratory yeah. ending because I don't want to put people through the the torture of listening to us brainstorm <laughs> ideas. Or if people have ideas, that's how they got yeah, theirs. That's um, true. They went through quite a few of them before they found it and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um Yeah. So but these what are is wins, something right? Hmm. These are wins. Like, I suppose, yeah. As opposed to fails. Yes, yes, they are wins. Okay. Yeah. What is something that you've won at adulting? That was a weird sentence, but... I went back to work this week after my yeah. vacation. <laughs> you didn't just decide to give up and stay home. Yeah. Good for you. And, and I, I felt energized. I felt rejuvenated. I... I got exactly what I needed out of my vacation. I'm back. That's fantastic. I'm ready. I'm gritty. <laughs> so gritty. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. What did I do this week? Um, oh gosh. I really haven't done much. <laughs> I've been PMSing bad. Um, oh, I did go shopping at the beginning of the week, which is something I don't do on a very regular basis. What kind of shopping? Which, like food shopping. Nice. I'm. I, it's just not something I have an easy time making myself do. Because right. one, I'm spending money, which always makes me feel anxious. Mm-hmm. And two, it takes time and effort that I don't always have to give. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I did it and I bought food and we were actually able to eat real food instead of junk food all week. Yay! You did we still it. Had, I did do it. We still ended up eating some junk food this week because that is my partner's reaction when I tell him I'm feeling awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's to go buy me junk food, which That's I love what I about want him. my partner to do when I tell him that I'm feeling awful. Yes. Usually <laughs> his first question is, do you want ice cream? Oh, God. 
not a good coping mechanism, but I love him for it. But can you train my partner? <laughs> um, I can try. Uh, no, I gotta fit into jeans soon. <laughs> nah, just wear dresses with leggings. That's what literally everybody <laughs> says when I say that. <laughs> I have given up trying to buy pants at this point. I don't want to buy pants. I want to fit into the pants I already own. <laughs> fair. Fair. Ugh, struggles. Uh, yes. All right. I mean, I yeah. guess this is... I guess this is it. Yeah. This has been fun. It's been fun. It's been nice knowing you. Yeah. Same. See you again in a month. Yeah. <laughs> Hi friends, when we recorded that episode, we did not yet have the amazing musical track that you hear at the beginning and end of the episode, nor did we have the incredibly cute, unbelievably wholesome um, drawing that is our cover art that represents us as people now. So we need to thank a few people. Nick Wood, an amazing musician whom I've known for thousands and thousands of years. He was so creative, and we gave him almost no guidance. So thank you so much, Nick. And in the future, we will have some of Nick's work to plug for you guys, so look out for that. Um, we also want to thank Jacob Heard Burnell for creating that really amazing drawing that you guys see. So check out his Instagram jhb underscore illustration on instagram lastly we really need to thank our sound engineer shutter heard burnell he's been amazing through this whole thing with the enthusiasm and the creativity and i just don't know where we would be without him and and i hope that we get to keep him forever which brings me to our next point the very exciting news that we now have a patreon which Shudder created, um, admittedly. Uh, the Patreon is going to be offering different rewards for, for the different tiers of adulthood that you choose. Um, it pays off to be a higher ranking adult, um, but you're gonna get cool stuff whichever, whichever tier you choose. That Patreon is going to help us pay Shudder which we, we definitely want to be able to pay him a fair, a fair wage. So check that out. And until next time, be kind to yourself. Thanks, guys. Thanks.